Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Something Rotten Podcast. Why is it so special? Because we've done 50 of these damn things. Blake, can you even believe it? Oh my god, they fucking said it couldn't be done. They said it wouldn't be done. They said, by god, it probably shouldn't be done. And we said, shut up, dick. We're doing it, and here we are. When we recorded the first episode of this podcast in fucking 2020 as a limited series on Max Payne 3, we said one day, for Game three Query. years from now, for Game Query, right, no we will make this a full podcast, and we did it. Yeah, 52 weeks in a year, and it only took us three years to get to episode 50 as a weekly show, but we did it. Yeah, so this episode, we're not we're not covering any game in specific. Instead, it's just going to be like, look, we know what you listeners love. You love the boys hanging out. Yes, sir. You love, you love us throwing our little witty sayings back and forth at each other. Pulling our little asses out. <laughs> we got some announcements about the show as well that we'll uh, talk we're, about. We're ending it. We hate each other. We're done. We're like the Mythbusters. <laughs> That's right. You you messaged me so excitedly the other day that you found out that all the episodes of Mythbusters were on like a streaming service. Yeah, dude, they're on Max, formerly HBO Max. Uh, the other day I watched numerous episodes. It was so good. Uh, the Mythbusters, hell of a fucking show. Do you think they're like the real life Kane and Lynch? No, what? No, they're like normal, well-adjusted middle-aged white dudes i'm just saying they work together they seem like they don't like each other that much and they uh they make magic happen. i'm trying to think of a better kane and lynch um like uh comparison and ev- the only people coming to mind it would not be couth to say on a, on the podcast that's right um well blake do you want to start with uh with our exciting uh launch that we're uh we're talking about this episode which one there's kind of two the one that you can wear on your body, Blake. Oh, yeah. Okay, so check it out. Uh, what episode was that? I guess it was the Silent Hill Q&A, correct? That's right. Yeah, so the Silent Hill Q&A, a listener named Lunafisk, I believe? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that exactly right, wrote in, and they said, they sent um, some pictures of, like, funny funny names in games, like Shotgun and shit, which was very good. But they also mentioned... Hey, I'm modding Silent Hill 3 so that Heather can wear a Something Rotten shirt in-game. And we were like, that's so sick. And then we joked, like, what if the first SR merch was just a shirt of Heather wearing SR merch? And we are like, haha, great shit. Let's move on. Uh, well, we, well, and we also made the flippant comment, like, if you want it, write in. By God, did you all. You wrote in, you emailed, you tweeted, you X'd, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, I've been, I found some in our spam last night, and I was like, "Hey, report not spam. This is good stuff." <laughs> They're begging us for merchandise. It's not spam. So, ladies and gentlemen, we partnered with Lunifisk, who got the mod up and running, went and took images of it. Heather wearing the SR shirt. Images that go unbelievably hard. By the way. Some of the hard. coolest shit I've ever seen. And then we further partnered with friend of the show from the void.co, a wonderful bootlegging company. You gotta check them out from the void.co on, on any damn browser you want. Uh to put together the first Southern Rotten merch and pre-orders live today. Live today. We're doing it. So, Jacob, you've already bought one. 
thank you for <laughs> that's that. right if i was I the first purchase yeah if i knew how to refund your money i would because it's goofy to make you buy one but i don't know how to refund it so you know thanks uh, for hey that money. look i'm putting i care about the show i'm putting money into it but yeah this is so it's it's got heather it's got the something rotten logo on her shirt not the logo just the just the words it says something rotten on it on the back it says like what's the quote they looked like monsters to you the quote that almost broke the show up. That a, a quote that it's like in in the world of Silent Hill Three, I think is a little corny. But like as a description of the Something Rotten podcast, I think it's pretty fucking dead on. The For idea sure. of like they look like monsters to you, just being like, yeah, that's what we're talking about the whole fucking time. For sure, they go they go hard. I feel like you glossed over something real quick. Yeah, the Something Rotten name on the shirt. It's not our logo. Because we, we use a, a different font. But it's modeled after the Silent Hill 3 logo. Uh, Johnny from From the Void hooked it up and made it look great. That's one of the parts I'm the most excited about is how hard he went on the name. And you have talked about, I, I have no experience with this, but like you've got screen printings from uh, this dude before and have said that they're like, the best shirts that you own this isn't this isn't me doing like you know merch uh, hype up it's just like you like these fucking shirts it's not okay so the guy who did the like shirt design for us is not who's screen printing them ideally we will be having them screen printed by a guy in louisville who if any listeners bought the game query merch that was who did that uh he does all the from the void screen printing he does uh basically every band in louisville kentucky so the goal of this was like we wanted to keep it all in-house so to speak so you know we worked with a listener to get the mod up and running and get the assets then we worked with a friend to do all the shirt designs and then look all respect to other podcasts but we're built different we were not going to go to Redbubble or teespring and get one of those shirts that like you know looks great and then you wash it two times and it's just completely destroyed we're going to be working with an independent screen printer that we can vouch for that makes shirts that hold up it's going to be sick. I'm really excited. I think we, uh, we're we knocking it out of the park. So, we've talked enough. Here's how you buy one. Uh, somethingrotten.bigcartel.com. It'll be in the show description. It'll be in the YouTube description a month or two from now, you know, if you're, if you're one of our lovely YouTube listeners. It is a pre-order. Yeah, well, that, to... that being said, it's like, I don't know if we're going to keep this on store shelves like we kind of might do like one printing especially uh depending on how cool konami decides to be so uh get it get it now because we will definitely make the first printing uh but then we will i i'm not sure how long this thing will like be around yeah but i want to say the pre it is a pre-order please allow time because because they're not printed yet like that will be a whole process after we figure out how much we need and then it'll take time to be shipped everything. So these are not things that like you will buy. It will show up at your house next week. <laughs> that's just not how it's going to operate. We're doing a pre-order for it. But they're 30 US dollars. And that's it. Sunderrotten.bigcartel.com, baby. I want this fucking shirt. We're sponsoring ourselves now. We're still sponsored by Nebula. Thank you very much, Nebula. But yeah, I think we're both just like excited about being able to wear a something rotten thing ourselves. <laughs> For sure. But also all credit to Lunifisk and the listeners. This was not something we were planning to do until like people were like, wait a second, that joke rocks. Do it. So all credit to y'all. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to wear mine and Jacob's 
dumb little show on your bodies. <laughs> We're doing it. Yeah. Also, hopefully more in the future. We'll see how this one goes. It's kind of a trial run in a lot of respects. But if this goes well, hopefully we'll do more shit in the future that you can wear on your shirts, your bodies, maybe home appliances. I don't know. What about if something rotten fucking lampshade? How sick would that Something be? Something rotten toaster. That would, You know, a lampshade would be really good because we talked so much in the Max Payne 3 season about lampshading. <laughs> That's right. A real a real throwback. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. All right. I have a few listener comments that I dug through the email. Some of these are some of our earliest emails we ever got that I went back and found, pulled some funny things from. This comes from Martin. Are you ready, Jacob? I'm ready. I really like this one. It's very sweet. Usually we cut out the self-congratulating stuff, but it's our 50th episode, baby. <laughs> Prison rules. We do what we want. I usually don't like to listen to English podcasts. Greetings from Germany. What's up, Martin? I took two years of German in high school. Um, wow. Read the rest of this talk. in German, Blake. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, I, don't, I usually don't listen to English podcasts for some reason, but then came something rotten. Thank you for doing this beautiful mix of insightful discussions on grisly games and silly antics on the insightful part and can be downright inspiring. Oh my God. As I am an editor at a German games website, although analytical discussion of video game stories sadly isn't really happening here right now on bigger platforms and some interesting projects uh, have died over the past years. Look, as someone who works in the game press, totally understand. Yeah, not not unique to Germany. <laughs> yeah. Keep your head in the game, though. Even even at GI, sometimes we have this is. No fault of GI. Sometimes you just got to fight for those big stories. Um, I wish you all the best there. On the silly part, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts at all, but she never says no when I come over to talk about or play loud the newest instance of what I like to call Blake and Jacob's icon iconography. How do you pronounce that word? Iconography. Iconography. Iconography of video game schlongs. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the episodes on shorter games like Anatomy. Coming up soon on the main feed. And of course, the big number 50. Coming up right now. We're doing it. If you should really do merch someday, I'm all for a shirt saying friend of the show on the front and on the back you could list some some of the people and things Blake has declared friends of the show over the course of the seasons. That would be very You need a bigger shirt. Uh, Thank you, Martin. Yeah, I know. That'd be a huge shirt. Thank you, Martin, so much. I keep thinking about uh, our friend Mike Mahardy on our Alan Wake spoiler cast just saying yeah. it's been a big year for video game penises, which is true. It has. It has. Uncircumcised penises, too. Shouts out. We love that. Blake and Jacob's iconography of video game schlongs. Here we go. We had to have talked about this, right? Like, how many video game penises are uncircumcised? The, we, we absolutely did talk about this. I feel like we've talked about it multiple times. We record too much of this show. It's hard for me to keep track. What's next on the docket, Jacob Klingeller? Uh, okay, well, here's something that I want to talk about, even though it's going to be mostly you talking. Uh, something that I hope people realize about the show, but maybe they don't, is that this show has a uh, fully original theme song for every season, sometimes multiple theme songs mostly. per season. Mostly. <laughs> almost entirely. And those songs were not finding them from youtube we're not looking on soundcloud right. remixes those are uh those are made in house by uh big riff hester over here um so <laughs> big i riff guess hester, resident of riff city i don't know anything about your like creative process for this so i guess um i don't know first off do you have do you have favorites i i feel like i have yeah my my favorites if I can go first, and then you do. Okay. I mean, I think they're mostly recent, but the the Suda season and the uh, 
Silent Hill season, I feel like are are both real standouts of just like, damn, those are good riffs. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Suda one, which that song is called uh, Kaide, and it's a uh, truncated form, uh, which I had to come up with names for all these songs. We could talk about that in a second, why I had to do that. Um, that one's my favorite. It's the only one I've taken and turned into a whole song and played with the band I'm in. It has just become a song for us. Um, it's not out yet. We're in the midst of working on it. But um, yeah, that one's definitely my favorite. The Silent Hill one I really like. They're like things I wish I had done differently on it on, in the drums, but you can't win them all. You know, you hit export and you're fucking tied to it. But yeah, those two are probably my favorite. I mean, I really like the um, the uh, Call of Duty one because it's so fucking goofy and it was like right. weirdly hard to learn the Star Spangled Banner. And then I had to truncate it because it needed to be like 30 seconds or whatever. And it's like, OK, how do I truncate this? Like, I think the Star Spangled Banner is only like a minute or two minutes at most. But it's like, how do I f- contain that into an intro? Um, I really liked. But yeah, uh, probably the Suda and Silent Hill ones are my favorite. They were the most fun to write, for sure. When you're when you're doing Suda, you know, like, where do you... Are you just kind of, like, do you listen to the game soundtracks and try to kind of come up with something that sounds like that? Or are you just like, here's the yeah. feeling that I got playing the game? It, it's a little of both. I mean, like, you know, very rarely am I trying to mimic the soundtracks of the games. I will say in the, the case of the Silent Hill one, that was more like a direct homage to Akira Yamaoka. Um, but usually I try to pull from like the ethos of the creator or the game itself. And like Suda is very like punk inspired. I mean, I, uh, his favorite band is like the Smiths or whatever, but I, and I, I was not going to write a Smiths oh, type song, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, weak Finchy, as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of a bummer. Um, but so like with something like that, it was like those games just have kind of this raw, fast punk feel. Which, like, works for me, because, like, even though I've always played in, like, metalcore, hardcore bands, like, they've always been more punk-influenced. Like, I've always been, like, a very fast guitar player. And, like, I grew up listening to, like, primarily, like, old-school punk bands and then kind of, like, late 90s, early 2000s punk bands. Um, so that just, like, fit very naturally into what I want to play. And, like, I don't know, I, I brought a lot of, like... um dissonant chords into it as well there's kind of like that um three note walk down in the very beginning that's like you know what i'm saying um that like sound really nasty and that's because he makes nasty fucking games like his games are very like you could almost use dissonant to describe the way he like designs killer seven and the way it clashes against like normal um video game design (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> practices That's true. yeah um so so yeah it pulls from a lot of that i mean other ones are more just like standard like the max pain 3 one is literally i just learned how to play the max pain uh like piano melody or whatever or maybe it's a cello melody i can't remember on guitar set a mic against an amp hit record and that was that um but others i like kind of sit and be like how does this game make me feel and i think uh, uh, also the uh now, do the Iron Lung and the Anatomy, are they, like, the same, or are you throwing in the Anatomy stuff just on that episode? No, they're the same. Um, that one was actually a little different. I didn't write anything for that one. Uh, that was pulled from a demo that I never used, but, like, I always really liked that part, because the demo is, like, the heaviest thing I've ever written, and then it has this break where it's just this, like, weird 
kind of creepy slow down part um so i actually did not write that for the show i mean i wrote the part uh but i wrote it like years ago and when i needed to do a theme it like popped in my head and i was like oh that's kind of cool honestly kind of kind of thematically fitting for anatomy to you for you to like find yeah. an old tape and like repurpose yeah. it yeah the only thing i did was i dropped um a voice clip which i've been doing more actively in our seasons is like using samples and voice clips um but yeah that was it just drop that in there hit hit export called it a day um well and so now you have this isn't it feels like we're just doing like promo after promo this one is just a, a, another thing that people have asked for that is like cool that you have but like people can just go and listen to all those uh those songs now right yeah 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 i i like i honestly am very humbled and appreciative as someone who has played in bands for like half my life at this point like just how stoked people are on these like 30 second to a minute things i record for the show like i get a lot of tweets and comments being like yo can i just download this so i threw them up on bandcamp um if you go to somethingrottenpod.bandcamp.com there's a quote unquote something rotten album with not every theme and i can talk about why in a second but um there's an album with all the themes on them they're all kind of named after what they would be so for example the darkness is called estacado um silent hill is called for me it's always like this and they are unfortunately there's no longer versions of them what you get in the show is just what they are but if you want to download it it's all free you can download it listen make to it, it your ringtone um, yeah you can do shit like that that would be really cool i mean um what my plan is is every time i write a new one i'm just going to update the album with it so you can check back grab it I did a little sneaky thing I didn't tell you about, Jacob. Oh, I leaked. I leaked the anatomy season on there because no one really knew about this thing yet. So I just went oh, ahead that's and uploaded funny. the. I uploaded the theme song like last week, and it has no place because no one really knows it's up there. And I was like, well, if you wanted to know what the season was, there it was. Watch this space. Watch this space. I might leak future seasons on there just for fun. But yeah, it's all up there. Um, the only ones that aren't there are a few that weren't. So. Um, the Last of Us season, I did not write anything for. I tried, and I just, like, could not. The composer, Gustavos, uh, there was no reason. I I, I didn't want to even pretend I could write anything like him. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, the Kane and Lynch 2, the Kane and Lynch season, also not on there, because that is just a song from Kane and Lynch 2 that I lightly edited. Um, and the Max Payne 3 is not on there. Because I lost those files. Oh no! Really old and uh, and on a different computer. You got to learn it again. I, I could. I only realized last night Hellblade is not on there, but that was just like a really quick beat I made on my phone, and it's not great. So if you if y'all really want the Hellblade one, let me know. <laughs> it's it's Senua beatboxing. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If y'all really want it, let me know, uh, and I'll put it up there. Otherwise, we can just forget about that one because the DMC one is on there, and that one goes fucking hard. Um, also, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say it right now, Jacob. Then we can move on. I put a gnarly sample in the Manhunt season theme song. Oh, yeah? If anyone can ever figure out what it is, I'll give you a free Sunday Rotten shirt. Because I don't think anyone will ever figure it out. Oh, that's But it good. was gnarly. Yeah, it was real dirty. This is a, this is a completely unrelated to anything. But I watched this uh, truly unhinged video last night that is... Uh, it, it's, it's by a channel named Bobby Fingers. It's a guy making... Yeah. Uh, an entire Jeff Bezos 
rowboat head have you are you familiar with this have you seen this no you lose your fucking mind it's like the most detailed head sculpture i've ever seen it it looks like the artist ron mleck essentially um but it's it's like a 30 minute video that is about making a, like a boat that's shaped exactly like the jeff bezos head and then at the end there's this whole like pirate skit and i'm like what's this and he buries a treasure chest and then he says in the video i have hidden like the coordinates to this chest are hidden in this video whoever finds it first there is like money in here what the fuck like, you can go and find this treasure chest <laughs> so uh that is uh insane send um, me this shit it's very good next comment two comments quick ones all this talk about violent this comes from Vili. all this talk about violence reminded me of one of the reminded me of the one very traumatic thing i saw online when i was like 12 there's a web series called Happy Tree Friends that older boys were watching on the computer class during the break. The theme music of that series, combined with the ultraviolence, was enough to put me off Western cartoons altogether for a while, until SpongeBob, of all things, brought me back to watching them. I don't recommend it unless you specifically like violence. I thought this was uh, a fun comment because when I was growing up, Happy Tree Friends were so fucking popular. Yep. Even Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy did a music video with the Happy Tree Friends. Uh, and they were never for me personally, Philly. I'm with you. I just, that's not my thing. Yeah. They're, uh, they're very dumb, but you know, like I, I remember them. Do you know, there's like a, a there, there's like a season from 2006 yeah. on YouTube that you can like pay. I only knew them as like just kind of flash videos online, but yeah. apparently they, uh, <laughs> they went corporate. They, they made the yeah, season. They got so popular for a while. Um, carpal tunnel of love. That Fallout Boy song had a music video with the Happy Tree Friends. So there you go. As I've as I've said before, my big uh, my big violent internet videos were uh, were the Madness series, Madness one through oh, yeah, like yeah, nine yeah. or whatever. Which again, hey, yeah. something rotten, listeners. If you if you have memories of watching the Madness Flash animations, please write in. I would love <laughs> to hear about it. All right. So this comes from Theo. I don't recall what season it was mentioned in, but I accidentally ended up watching the entirety of Man's Bites Dog. And although I'm not huge on foreign films, I was thoroughly impressed. It revs up almost immediately and stays revved for the whole movie. It was funny, dark, and borderline hard to watch. Jacob, I included this message from Theo because Brother Bear, watch Man Bites Dog. You're going to love it. It's on, yeah. uh, it's, on, it's on Max, I'm pretty sure. I think it's on Max. It used to be, at least. Anyway. Man Bites Dog. That was, uh, that was in the, uh, the Manhunt season, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah, it's the fake mockumentary about the serial killer. It's really great. Um, okay, so uh, at the end of this, or you know, the second half of this episode, we are going to uh, we're just going to rank our favorite games that we've played uh, on this series. But yeah. before we do that, I just wanted to uh, to talk about some of our favorite episodes that we've done so far. I thought it would be fun yeah. uh, just to just to kind of like pick a couple and be like, "Damn, these were good." Yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, let's see. I think. Um, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Playing Kane and Lynch 2, uh, a, a, a revelation in both of our lives. I feel yeah. like the like the first episode of the Kane and Lynch 2 thing was almost like the show's like solidification where we were like, here's what it <laughs> is. So? This is, you know, Max Payne 3, great wow. game. We both love it. But it was like, here yeah. is here is the er-rotten game. You know, like, this is this is the model from yeah. which we will compare all others. Oh, that's funny. I haven't listened to those in so long. I don't remember anything about them. Um, 
I think my favorite one is actually the Manhunt bonus episode because it felt like it was our first attempt at doing the the cross media things like comparisons or whatever um and i think it was the one we just knocked out of the park the hardest well that one that one is hilarious because that's like that feels like you have been studying your whole life to make that one episode it was like finally blake is unleashed to talk about snuff films yeah dude and we talked about it was so cool talking about that um that newspaper article featuring the first picture of a electric chair yep. execution, which fucking happened here in New York. So I can go to that house. Um, it's pretty easy to find. Um, and it was really cool. That episode is really interesting because there, there are a number of times where you can see either something rotten leaking into the videos that I make and yeah. or the videos I make affecting yeah. what we do on something rotten. And there were like several comments on my my execution methods video, which I made like uh, later later that year after we had done uh, yeah. the manhunt season that were like, I listened to Jacob talk about this. And I was like, yeah, I was reading, you know, fucking like five books on executions. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and that's why it came up on something rotten. It was also cool to have a professional platform to talk about Guinea Pig 2, a movie against my better judgment. I love with all my heart. Jacob, one of my like dream articles is like a behind the scenes on Guinea Pig 2 because that actress, no one knows what happened to her. She's just gone. Gotta Damn. find her. Track anyway, her down. Uh, any more? Yeah, I mean, there are plenty. You know, it's hard. It's hard to say. Like, I think all of the guests that we've had on have been yeah. uh, so cool. Uh, but if I had to pick a couple, um, uh, Renata being on for Killer Seven yeah, was fun. I mean, down. she is she is so smart, and it's so like cool to have her on and talk about these things, and and her having like a similar experience to what we had with that game which is like oh my god this game is so good right um i also i uh just just to shout one more out the um uh, our, our silent hill season again all the guests knocked it out of the park um i think it's just because i like the segment of the game so much but talking to ipatch wolf about like yeah. the middle section of silent hill 2 and all of us just being on the same page of like this jail is the most evil space ever invented in yeah. a game. that is also uh one of the nebula subscribers most liked episodes at least based on listen numbers that's one of our more popular episodes um yeah that renata one one of my favorite also Patch wolf also uh reed and ed on call of duty was yeah. really cool because i think i think reed and ed are just like fucking in a league of their own um and ed is so fucking funny that um it was great talking to them um i also most recently the it's not out on the main feed yet it's out on the nebula feed but the anatomy episode with autumn right autumn fucking rocks yeah they just like they just like did a reading for us at the end of the episode that was like better than my best work could ever hope to be like they they're so fucking no it was it was like you know autumn described it as like okay i wrote like a stream of consciousness but essentially we had we had like a slam poem for anatomy (laughs) or whatever and it was really good yeah they they were so fucking rad um anything else i mean i love them all equally they're they're my children I love Look, them. here's here's something that we can do. Maybe a little special. Usually, usually we announce the next series on like the bonus episodes. But I feel like for the next one coming up, it's both exciting and it might require 
a little more a little more prep or people just might want to play along with it so do you want to just say what we're doing snake come in snake is that is that a thing from <laughs> we're playing metal gear solid one and two folks it's fucking time. Do you we're think love in. can bloom on a battlefield? Snake Eater. We're not playing Snake Eater, actually. We're playing 1 and 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing... Next season is Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2. It's I'm top 10 fucking hype to play this. I mean, so here is, here is the truly humiliating admission for me, and maybe less so for you, Blake, um, mm-hmm. is that neither of us have played those games. True. It's and true. Yeah, I was talking about uh, uh, with you playing Fortnite that it's like Metal Gear Solid for a long time has been essentially a game that I've like pretended I've played in conversations where I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I know I know Metal Gear Solid. And it's like, I feel like I know the big plot points enough that I can kind of get away with it. Uh, but I think playing those games, we are going to have so many moments where we're like, oh, my God, why hasn't anyone talked about this? Yeah, for sure. Because it because it like. For as much conversation as there is about those games, it always feels like it centers on, like, the same few plot points. And it's like, those are, like, 10-hour games. It's got to be more we're just, like, letting fall by the wayside in these conversations. And that's the shit I'm really excited to dig up. Because at this point, like, who gives a shit? You play as Raiden, not Snake, in Metal Gear Solid 2. Why are we still talking about it, you know? But, like, what else is happening in there? Those ice cubes, they melt. I'm, I'm pretty excited to fucking talk about that shit. Um... But yeah, we're playing one and two. I assume, Jacob, you're playing it through the new re-release. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. There's like a bunch of like talk about the ports of those. Frankly, I don't give a shit that they're bad ports. We're not going to talk about that. We're we're going to be purists. Yeah, game that's, only. that's true. I do want to talk about, um, I look, I saw on, on Twitter the other day, a man who loves to tweet, Hideo Kojima, um, <laughs> was talking about... That it's been uh, it's been 35 years since Snatcher released. Wow. Um, which is it's just cra- I mean it's like it's wild for so many reasons. One, he was 25 when he released that game. Don't He's, don't tell it, me that. I I'm know. 29. Like, <laughs> it truly I I was thinking it's like it kind of feels like Paul Thomas Anderson making you know like boogie nights when he was like mm-hmm. 27 years old and it's like oh and mm-hmm. he's still making stuff you know he's still like mm-hmm. knocking it out of the park yeah i wish you hadn't told me that uh hit it kojima kind of old let's talk about it get but looking better every year man he looks so good um do you know do you know the thing we might cover snatcher on this podcast one day yeah but potentially the most rotten fact about any kojima game is not actually in the game itself but an idea he had for snatcher where he so it's like an hour into that game you get to like the first murder scene and it's like oh my god someone's like decapitated or whatever i i don't think i've told this on the podcast before um and kojima while making that game wanted to paint the disc with a a paint that would be heat activated it would create a smell is what he wanted so when he put it in the disc drive it would heat up and it would smell and he wanted it to smell like blood because after playing the game for an hour you would get to that first murder scene and that's about how long it would take for it to heat up and then your room would smell like blood while you were there that's the sickest thing of all time but every other time you played snatcher it would be so annoying no i know it would be like the whole game yeah but that idea rocks uh specific to metal gear solid 2 jacob let me give you a little homework all right people like to dunk on jeff Keeley. all right do you mind if i get on a soapbox real quick go on a quick diatribe okay but only if you do dunk on jeff Keeley at the end of it people like to dunk on Jeff Keighley. Just because his parents made IMAX. Yeah, right? Isn't that fucking crazy? 
Here's the thing about Jeff Keighley we don't talk about, though. Back in the day, one of the best and most influential game journalists of all time. Like, hands down. His better than my work, better than basically anyone else's work. His final hour series is breathtaking. Jacob, you have got to read the final hours of Metal Gear Solid 2, where he was just there in their office as they finished the game. It's unbelievable work. Like, we can dunk on Keeley's... Look, dude's making a buck. I don't think the Game Awards are great. I also don't think they're as bad as everyone else makes them out to be. I think they're fun popcorn events. But I understand the criticisms of him. I wish he was just a shred more ethical of a human being sometimes. There's your dunk. But man, I never want to discount the work he did as he was coming up in the game press space. And we have got to read that piece. Because there is just like, as someone who does a lot of profile-based work, I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking joke. Like, he did this in 2001 better than I will ever do in my life. Like, the way he describes just... I can't wait. It's so good, Jacob. You've got to read the final hours. It is like, you know, they're old, so people don't know it these days. But there are people who are still being influenced by those pieces that have no clue they're being influenced by those pieces. Like, your favorite band's favorite band type of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you can still feel that in so much, like, profile-based video game writing. Um, Goes hard. All the old dudes listening to this y'all know y'all know what's up uh anyway i'll have to find a version of you that is not broken and game stops game spots cms because i think the current version uploaded is like kind of breaks after a few thousand words but brother you're gonna be like wow games writing used to be so good what happened you're gonna have to make a new video called what the current state of games writing or whatever what was yeah but then but then i'll like read any gaming magazine from 2001 and be like "Mm, no no (laughs) well that's the thing that makes it so crazy right is because it was coming out in that era and like jeff Keeley was like he was approaching it the way like time or playboy would in their like you know profile based heyday or like hollywood reporter does these days which like i think their profiles are so astounding like it's it's amazing did he have a, a final hours babe of the week that was ign he was doing those i know i'm just referencing the state of games journalism back then yeah yeah did he make kojima yeah. lick a psp look here's the that's also IGN. no I don't, I don't know if that was ign i um, was ign here's the thing game informer's been around longer than i've been alive so you know we we're just as guilty let's <laughs> see so, yeah you ever pop open an old game informer okay. Woo. No, no, it has not. Oh, yes, it has. Okay, I was looking at the 25 years poster, but I realized that ended yeah. in 2016. Yeah, game, we started in 93, I think, and I started in 94. So, yeah, it's older than me. So we well, just this passed says the 91, year. but that Well, there you go. E- I, even older than me. So This, is, this yeah. is the content that people come to the 50th episode for. Here's another. I was asking uh, Annie, who was uh, featured on uh, Last of Us part two that's right discussion. that's a great episode my god i said uh what should we do for the 50th episode and she said well first you should spell the podcast uh five zero me thing rotten you know i like, don't do think a little, we... do a little graphic i don't think design. we can do that i don't think we okay. can do that well i'm marking it down as we're ignoring annie's ideas <laughs> sorry annie does she have another idea no that was it oh, okay <laughs> great uh, work can... annie <laughs> Can I can I read this email from uh, from Yeshua? Yeah, yeah. Uh, t- thanks for responding to me in the season finale. I didn't expect Jacob to be so tickled by the screenshot, so I went through twenty seconds of effort to. Oh, this is this is from our Devil May Cry 
uh, and yeah, Hellblade yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, I went through about 20 seconds of effort to mock up a new DVD cover. I just want to thank you. I listened to the series much earlier, thought it died, and came back to it early in the summer. Hell yeah. When I've been going Zombies. through... When I've been going through something of a rotten time in real life. Uh, not hell yeah to that. I'm sorry about that. It's perhaps the podcast that is most tailored to me in its conceit. I'm happy to support it on Nebula. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Uh, this is a... It is a poster for Brokeback Mountain uh, that simply has the button featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series <laughs> slapped Incredible on the stuff. front of it. Incredible stuff. Um, we got one more. I'll just read really quick. Yeah, go for it. This comes from Jack M. Hey, guys. Longtime listener and longtime fan of Jacob and new fan of Blake Hester. Shouts out. While I hope to contribute comments and questions about the series you guys play next, excited for The Last of Us 2. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I just wanted to see if either of y'all have heard the band. Oh, gosh. Le Ralize Denude. I don't know. It does. Fuck it. A Japanese band that was kind of a contemporary to Velvet Underground and Can C-A-N. I haven't heard of that second band. Now, this story I have heard. Jacob, have you heard this shit? This shit's fucking wild. One member hijacked a Japanese airplane and defected to North Korea, which resulted in the main singer having to hide in France from the CIA up until his death a year or two ago. Uh, then they sent along a video. This is them performing a song on a mountain while people evacuate due to fear that their sound system will cause <laughs> an avalanche. Also, their main album is called Heavier Than a Death in the Family, and that just goes hard. Thank you guys for creating such thought-provoking content about video games, whether it be on the podcast or in excellently written articles that humanize game devs or in excellently researched videos that help me explain to my mom that video games can be art. Y'all rock. Thank you, Jack. That band is a something rotten band if I've ever fucking heard one. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so here is, I think, what we should do before we give our personal rankings of okay. the games that we've covered is I have arranged by metacritic score all of the games that we've covered wow. and i'm interested to see if you can guess okay. that ranking and we're not doing just to be clear we're not doing alan wake 2 and resident evil 4 right nope and uh anatomy okay. and iron lung do not have uh scores so okay neither well, just those. just so you know those are on my ranked list not mine as well not just alan not on metacritic okay i'm looking at the games we've played just give me what you think is in the top three. What do you think the top oh, three are? Top three, it's Call of Duty 4. That's number one. The Last of Us 2. Number two. And the other Call of Duty? No. The the third is Silent Hill 2. What? Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. Those... I thought that reviewed badly. Or no, maybe so just Game Co Informer reviewed it badly. Yeah. COD 4 has a 94 on Metacritic. Last of Us okay. Part 2 has a 93. And Silent Hill 2 has an 89. Wow. What's the lowest scoring one? Is it Kane and Lynch? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, Blake, I think I think us and Metacritic are going to be in agreement on this. Manhunt 2? Manhunt 2 with a 62. Fuck yeah, dog shit ass game, but Kane and Lynch 1 is way worse. <laughs> okay, here, so, so tied, uh, number five and number six okay. are two games that are tied. My guess is, I'm trying to like give you a hint. One of us is going to one of them is going to be I think pretty solidly middle of the pack. Okay, here's here's my hint. It's interesting that uh we covered two games in the series. You would not expect this one to be the top scoring one. The Darkness. Uh no, it is DMC Devil May Cry is ranked higher than Hellblade. Oh, like weird. significantly. Uh by weird. 5 points. Uh the next two are the Max Payne 3 
has an 86. Come. And DMC Devil May Cry also has an 86. Okay. Uh, then we have the uh, companion to Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 3 coming in at an 85. Respectable. Okay. Uh, Call of Duty World at War, 84. A full 10 points lower than COD 4. Wow, that's crazy. That game's better than COD 4. I think people... I, I think it was definitely viewed as a disappointment following yeah. God 4. I think it's, people were sure, like, oh, sure, sure, we, sure. we got a taste of the modern combat. It was so good. Right. Now we're back to World War II. Boring. Right. Right. What's next? Here's another interesting one. Again, a two that we covered that I think we would not rank in this order. No More Heroes is at an 83. Oh. Killer 7 all the way down at number fucking 13. The 74. That's fucked up. That's so yeah. fucked up. That's so fucked up. We'll come back to that here in a moment when we talk about our rankings. Just to speed round the rest of these, uh, The Darkness 1 has an 82. Uh, yeah. Hellblade, 81. The Darkness 2, 80. So those two are pretty close together. Um, Manhunt, 76. Uh, Killer 7, 74. Second biggest mistake on this list. Um, Kanan Lynch 1, 65. Kanan Lynch 2, 63. The fact that... You what would the rank fuck? one over two is a- an indictment. Um, and then Manhunt 2 one is One is borderline unplayable. Yep. That's crazy. God, man. This is why we need Jeff Keighley back in the press. He'd never do this to us. Look, Jeff Gerstman, you know? We got to stand up All for right. him. <laughs> All right. I got my ranking is ready, brother. Yeah, give me it. What do you think is number one? Uh, Killer 7. And I think your number one is Silent Hill 2. That's correct. My number one is Killer 7, dude. Uh, Killer 7, man, it just, it spoke to me on such a different level. That is, feels like it was made for Blake. Feels like Goichi Suda. He's like, what if I made a game for this weird little white boy? And then he did. Shouts out. Uh, but my number two is Silent Hill 2, of course. I mean, those those are the two games. Silent Hill 2 just barely coming under Killer yeah. 7 for me. Those were both like, you know, games I could have played 20 years ago, but didn't. Uh, but nevertheless, when I played them this year, watershed moments. What's mm-hmm. your number two? My number two. So my number one is Silent Hill 2. My number two, Anatomy. Woo! I think. That I makes mean, sense. That makes sense. You know, people will hear it on the main feed next week. It, for me, it is like, honestly, and it's like, it's it's almost hard to decide between those two because it's like silent hill 2 big ambitious doing so much yeah. anatomy is like small doing one thing does it perfectly you know yeah and so it's it was it was hard to decide but it, those are those are my solid two no surprises here brother my number three Kane and lynch two. my number three Thank as well you. yes sir yes sir my number four max Payne three i was i was going to guess that yeah yeah uh, my number four is killer seven number five okay. max Payne three okay my number five, Darkness 2, baby. Come on now. Come on. Most fun game of all time. Oh, okay. Interesting. So what's what's six for you? Anatomy. I love that game. That's this is I <laughs> I find it very satisfying that we have almost exactly the same top five. Just like yeah. a little shuffled around. Um yeah. here's here's kind of a wild card for me. And I, I you know, I reserve the right to change this list around at any time. Okay. My number six no more heroes what the that's crazy i i was just i was just thinking about you know i i was like editing footage of that game i was like yeah i really like that game i think the ending of it fucking rocks there are a lot more kind of traditional games under it that are like 
yeah. I would definitely replay before I replay No More Heroes. Sure. But, like, I was just very taken by it, you know? Like, I, I sure. really think that it, like, the things that it's trying to do are pretty unique and it pulls it off pretty well. It was a game I wish I liked more, especially, like, hearing you talk about it and hearing Susie talk about it like it's a game like I really respect and like thinking about but just not something I actively enjoyed playing which I was kind of a bummer especially coming off Killer 7 you know what I'm saying no but I, I it's like I you know it, it, if this was a list of like which games I wanted to play right now no more yeah. heroes would be at like the bottom of the fucking list uh number seven for me I, and I feel like I have similar thoughts as you do to no more heroes um Silent Hill 3 a game okay. I don't want to play again and i didn't really enjoy playing but i really enjoyed uh narratively especially just the character of heather i love so much yeah uh, also like i think visually it's like the hell world of silent hill 3 is so fucking strong uh yeah i mean and just all that, every visual element of that game just like what yeah. the character models look like is so cool like the, the use of lighting and whatever yeah definitely a game i don't want to play again but a game i might watch playthroughs of in my spare time yeah okay. uh my my seven is the darkness 2 the most fun game we've ever covered uh fuck easy choice yeah. fuck yeah next up i i think we might have the same one for this i'm i'm curious manhunt oh no not at all wow i really like manhunt um i think that game is really really cool i understand why rockstar abandoned it but wow it would be cool to see more manhunt games i mean at this point you could never make a manhunt it'd be the graphics would be too good it'd be it'd be too hard to make yeah no like, it like it needs to be a, a, right. a kind Abstracted. of piece of shit indie <laughs> but like Man, I don't know. What is, like, Rockstar... Like, could you imagine Rockstar 2012, 2013, when they're putting out, like, games like L.A. Noir and Max Payne 3? They're like, you know what? Manhunt 3. What did that game look look like? I wonder if they kicked it around. I'd be curious to know. Probably not. Um, anyway, yeah. What's yours? Uh, mine is The Last of Us Part 2. Oh! Which is... I and, and I will say, that if I had not replayed it, that game would be way lower on this list, you know. Oh, like I, wow. I gained a lot of respect, even though I think that game is is deeply flawed. Um, sure. I like, I, I, I respect what it is doing more, having replayed it for this yeah. show. And and you know, like our conversations, our conversations with guests. Um, mm -hmm. honestly, it's like you know, my conversation with Annie in that bonus episode helped me kind yeah. of like get to some revelations that I hadn't. Uh, before about it so it's like you know deeply flawed game a game that ethically i kind of think you just shouldn't buy uh <laughs> especially yeah. especially given what's happening in the world right now yeah. um but like it's uh you know it, it it really worked for me upon replay my next one what number are we at here three six uh nine nine the last of us two there we go okay I, we're, we're very close yeah, there i do really like this game um I think I think I liked it slightly less this playthrough, like, but just because the game works so well when you don't know it's coming, that when you do know it's coming, like, it just didn't always hit the same for me. But yeah, it's also like, bro, they're putting a roguelike. I'm buying The Last of Us Two again for that roguelike mode. That is, game is so fun. Uh, <laughs> right, right so, after yeah. we're like, oh, maybe don't buy this. Um, uh, hey, you know what? It, it, I'll pr I'll probably get it for free to be honest. So you know, that's it's right. fine. 
Um, also, uh, as when we talked about our favorite episodes, uh, Cameron Kunzelman, one of my favorite people to listen to on a podcast. And honestly, yeah. like having having him on and just kind of holding court on that game, like even though it yeah. made for, I think, a significantly more negative final episode than we would have had otherwise. Yeah. Like I, uh, I, I love his perspective on games and it was it was a total treat to have him on. Uh, my next one is Silent Hill 3, um, which I I agree with a lot of the things you said. I, the narrative does not quite work for me as much as sure. just Heather. You know, I I like Heather. I like what she does. I like that she, you know, aborts a god. But like, I I just don't care about the the lore. You know, and one yeah. of the things that I like about two so much is that there is functionally very little lore. Um, yeah. And so it's just like it. Silent Hill three, I think, works less on just a pure vibes level than two. Um, and so I, I like it less, but I still think it's a neato game. My next one, DMC. Don't make crap. Fun ass game. Head empty. No thoughts. Fun game. Tr- like it. Truly a dumb guy game, but uh, big, big fan. Still uh, probably the second most fun game we've played on this show. Pro- Maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, no. Max Payne 3. We're going... Max Payne 3 is the second most fun. Yeah. If we're going fun metrics, it's like Darkness, Max Payne 3, Last of Us 2, DMC. Well, Last of Us 2 has a lot of parts that once once they add that roguelike in, then it'll be fun. You got a lot of shit that's just like walking around. If they do it right, man, they're just ripping off mercenaries for that roguelike yeah. mode. That would be that's it. Bananas. Um, I'll I'll give you my next two because um, so my number ten is Iron Lung, uh, and then okay. my number eleven is DMC. I agree with you on on everything we said about DMC. My next two. This is where we're tipping from. I love these games to pretty cool games. Uh, no more heroes and Hellblade. Okay. Hellblade, a game I like visually a lot, do not enjoy playing at all. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's a that's a good call. You know, it's like it's it's weird because it's like No More Heroes is like an extremely rough game that I think yeah. largely achieves what it wants to do. Hellblade is like it, 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 it's like a really impressive first attempt at oh, yeah. doing that, and I think it's I, yeah, it's like I I don't know how I, it's like Hellblade two. Uh, and on one hand, it seems weird to make like a sequel to the mental health game or whatever. Yeah. But on the other hand, like it does feel like they probably figured a lot of shit out with Hellblade right. One that they can like do much more effectively in the second one. And boy, am I excited for that sequel! My God, I can't wait. They photogrammetry um, all of Iceland or whatever the fuck. It's so yeah, crazy. So, uh, let me let me write these down. Oh, we actually have Hellblade at exactly the same. Uh, oh, because nice. my next one is Hellblade. Um, let's see. I'm curious what what your next one is here. These, I'll give you the next two. Okay. This is where we're tipping to mm, territory, which means not really liking this. Uh, I have. Let's see. I just wrote down the other Call of Duty, which I believe is called World at War, but I couldn't remember in the moment. And uh, Call of Duty Four. I uh, not fond of call of duty 4 slightly more fond of the other one this is interesting because mine i'm still kind of in respect territory so so i had dmc hellblade as number 12 um my next one is the darkness one uh which is a game that i think is doing some neat shit i forgot to put the darkness on my list (laughs) 
Okay, quick, slot it in somewhere. Above No More Heroes. Above No More Heroes. Okay, so uh, higher up. Um, yeah, the Darkness one, I think, is there's some stuff that's really neat. Honestly, I was thinking about it a lot while playing Alan Wake 2 in, uh, in cool ways. Playing that game kind of sucks, like, the act of playing it, um... Uh, but I, but I, you know, I respect it. I think it's kind of neat. Um, and then after that, I have Manhunt, which is aesthetically a game that I think is pretty interesting, but does it just doesn't speak to me on the same level it speaks to you. Now that I live in New York, sometimes when I go on the subway, I'm like, damn, it's just like the darkness. That's right. <laughs> they nailed it, dude. And also, we have COD four at exactly the same place, number number fifteen. Next two. This is where Tip and uh, I don't like this game. And I fucking hate this game. Manhunt 2 followed by Kanan Lynch 1. Bad fucking games. I We've talked enough about them. God, Kanan Lynch 1, man, is such a dog shit ass piss bitch game. God, I hate that fucking game. I get mad thinking about that game. God. Um, and it started the long trend of me deciding not to finish games for this show and just watch them on YouTube instead. Uh, speaking of. Uh, do you have Iron Lung on your list? Iron Lung is last on my list. It's a game I think is fucking cool, but I didn't play it, so I'll put it last. Okay, you will give it kind of a not applicable. Um, I Yeah, okay, so so we have COD 4 in the same space. I put World at War below COD 4, which I think is like, I don't know. It's It's weird to think about because it's like, I think playing them now, World at War was maybe a more... It was more interesting because it was less like the CODs that I had played. But, like, you know, when I... I think it's, like, still I think the most compelling Call of Duty experience is that AC-130 mission. Sure. You know, that that I think that's kind of, like, the peak of what the series is doing, like, in an interesting space in the modern era. And so it's, like, that mission alone means that I kind of got to give it to COD 4 because it's like... Sure. I, I don't even really think... Even though World of War has like, oh, it's got like the sniping mission and like the flamethrower. It's like... Yeah. You know, if I wanted to boil down like the single most interesting Call of Duty thing, it would probably be like that first AC-130 mission. Yeah. I just think World at War for me, like... I mean, it's still a Call of Duty game, but I think it like explores the grisliness of World War Two in a way a lot of games and movies don't or didn't mm-hmm. um, back then, that I just find it more compelling, where I find some of Call of Duty 4 a little vapid, yeah. even when it's, like, ostensibly making commentary. I just think, like, how hard they went on World at War at being like, this shit fucking sucks. I was like, man, this game's not fun, but, like, I'm interested in, like this portrayal of the war so but i respect what you're saying the ac-130 it's a classic for a goddamn reason you know shit goes hard yeah and honestly it's like both of us we still have those games in you know our bottom five yeah 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 i then i have uh canaan lynch one and manhunt two uh which honestly i could flip those i think the manhunt two story made me angrier like Fight Club. like canaan lynch one is like a worse playing experience but like the stupidity of Manhunt too, <laughs> like just how like just how like idiotic the story is, and the fact that it is like attempting, you know, that it's like no, we're this story, it it's gonna get inside your head, man. Yeah, it's like I would 
it almost it's like canon lynch one tries nothing and manhunt yeah. two seems like it thinks so much more highly of itself and yet it's like the stupidest story i've ever played yeah bro like i've seen and red fight club i get it you know and, yeah ugh, fucking dumb game uh where was iron lung on yours iron lung was uh kind of middle of the pack between silent hill oh, okay. 3 and dmc I, okay i guess i forgot um good list yeah how how were you writing mine down as i was giving yep. it so how like how lockstep are we with each other? We are pretty close. I think the okay. biggest the biggest discrepancies is your manhunt is way mm. higher than mine. Uh, my iron lung is you know on on the list and and yours isn't. Uh, and, and I have no more heroes way higher. But like in general, we are within one or two spots of each other for like almost Word. the whole list. That's fun. I got one. Do you have anything else for the episode? I don't think so. Okay. I got a fun little game we can play. So um, hold on one second. So this is not something the listeners obviously have access to, but um, the Spotify for podcasters site, which is effectively just a back end for podcasts, tell you every country your show has been listened to on Spotify. Okay. And it tells you how, how many times. First off, do you want to guess our top five? most popular countries it's pretty obvious at least the top <laughs> two um okay well i think actually i i have access to this in Don't 19 look. but i won't okay well okay u.s number one okay. uh uk number two yes uh germany no nope. three is germany in the top nope. five? Oh. Yes. oh okay germany is in the top five uh number three oh is it canada yes <laughs> canada uh, that Haley McLean uh, listening to something rotten on 400 devices. Uh, is there uh, is Brazil in there? Brazil is number six. Brazil is number six. Okay, what am I missing? Australia is number four. Ah, okay, the other English speaker. Germany is number five. Um, okay, now this is there according to Spotify. Oh, this when is I actually. Our... Hold on, sorry. We we are almost exactly fifty fifty U.S. and everywhere else according to art 19 it's, oh yeah uh, so the art the art 19 stats are going to be a little different because they're factoring in every other player but yeah, yeah 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 yeah. it's just it's like you know u.s is uh 51 percent and international is 49 okay so according to spotify we have been listened in 94 countries which is kind of crazy wow. think about it. how many how many countries are there blake i was just googling that there are 195 hey so are we over halfway how do you do that? how many did you say 94 uh yeah one no five divided by 94 no we're not that's not happening that's 188 48 percent of the world has listened no 48 <laughs> you get what i'm saying <laughs> yes do you want <laughs> three and a half billion people so I want to just shout out the uh, seven countries where one person has listened to us. Are you ready? I'm ready. Barbados, Brunei, country I've admittedly never heard of, Namibia, Algeria, El Salvador, Mozambique, and Antigua and Barbuda. Wow. Shout out. Where one person has listened. If you are listening, if you are that one person, please write in and tell me about now your life. Uh, do you think it's more likely that it's 
one person who lives there or like someone who was on vacation or like on a trip or who like downloaded. or a VPN or a VPN right, or something that's true. maybe yeah I'm routing through Algeria um as far as I can tell China has never listened to our show North Korea also has never listened to our show Iceland not listened <laughs> Antarctica no place um and most of Africa but we're getting there yeah hey the Antarctica take over can you I mean if Antarctica listened I assume it would be every continent that's true but I think like Antarctica if people listened there they would have to download it before going oh. so like it's not impossible no they have they have internet there right I don't think they would have good enough internet to stream the episode hey if you're in Antarctica write in tell us about <laughs> your Wi-Fi have you ever, like, read about how people play games in Antarctica? It's really crazy. Like, they still do, like, old-school LAN parties there because the internet is not good enough. Oh, to, that's like... wild. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, there you go. I just think I, – I think this map is so fun. I love looking yeah. at it and just being like, wow, that's how many people listen to us in the United Arab Emirates? Turns out, 56. Hey, hey shout so there out. You go. Um, okay, actually, there is there is another thing that we should talk about, which is the schedule for the show going forward because we are making a change. Um, seven episodes a week that's right get playing um we we have done largely weekly episodes for this whole year um and and the show's growth has been awesome and we're we're so honored that all of you listen um as our shows have gotten uh longer on average and we're booking guests and we're playing kind of more interesting games uh it's gotten hard for me at least to keep up with and i would assume blake gotten harder for you two we both work full-time jobs uh in addition to this sometimes uh full-time jobs and then some uh so we are going every other weekly um for for the metal gear solid season we are going to be releasing the first episode on the first wednesday in january and the second episode uh on the third wednesday of january uh if you're listening on nebula you'll still get like you'll still be an episode ahead so you'll get both of those you know on the first and whatever uh but in general i think it will let us do uh longer episodes be more in depth and generally just kind of uh, not burn out which like i really like doing this show and i want to keep doing this show uh but at at some point i was like oh my gosh i'm spending like so much time on this show for something yeah. that i am you know not even making yeah. minimum wage from uh but it's not affecting the amount of episodes people get. You're still getting the exact same show, just spread out a little further. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. Yep. No shit. If you don't like it, write to uh, owner at nebula.tv. <laughs> no, it's it, it's going to make the show better because we're not going to be uh, cramming, I think. I think it'll be a yeah, positive it's, change. It's like there is so much writing about Metal Gear Solid that I want to read and will be better read, like, if, if we have a little more space between the episodes. Yeah. Um, and it's, oh, boy, after Metal Gear Solid, gonna have, I think, another straight banger of a season. Yeah, it also, for what it's worth, means we can play longer games. Metal Gear Solid, notwithstanding, because those are not super long games. But, like, I think the, the this all came to a head on, like, The Last of Us season, was like that is a 35 hour game we had to play hard and the season after metal gear is a long game which we don't have to break our fucking backs to play so it means we can do longer games which will be cool because like 
there have been people that have written in being like, oh, it would be cool if you play this game or like whatever. And be like, we cannot commit that amount of time on a weekly schedule. So it definitely opens up the games we are like willing and can cover, which I think will be great in the long run, especially in the coming seasons. That's right. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. Um, And that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our 50th episode of Something Rotten. Uh, we're so pleased that you are all still here and still listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, uh, ke- ke- keep it rotten, baby. Keep it rotten in the new world. Bye. Bye.